What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us think about the episode. If there's a guest or topic that you'd like to have on, we're always checking your comments on YouTube and love to be able to take your feedback, suggestions, and then get them onto future episodes. Today, I'm going to be joined by DEF System Services and JLM Lubricants, and we're going to be talking about a way to clean your DPF without removing it from the truck, which prior today, I'd never... I didn't know there was a way to do that. So I'm really excited to learn the process for it and also products to be able to clean the DEF system and the EGR. And something that's really cool is JLM is offering a 10% off code just for diesel podcast listeners for this episode. Just go to jlmlubricantsus.com forward slash shop and use code JLM1021, get 10% off your order. You're going to be talking about a bunch of different products and ways you can help your truck run better. So if you're in the market, want to make sure that your truck stays in the best shape it can be, head on over, check them out, use that discount code, save some money. I also want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Kershaw Knives. We appreciate their support in the Diesel Podcast. 2023 has been a huge year for them. They've had a ton of new knives that have been released. And if you head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com, use code Diesel2023, you get 20% off your order over 50 bucks, and you get free shipping. And they've got a ton of choices for knives for EDC, hunting, fishing, something to use at work, have around the house. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure, head on over, check them out, use that discount code, and save some money on some really cool gear. All right, let's get to today's podcast with DEF System Services and JLM Lubricants, and talking about ways we can clean our DPF without removing it from the truck and also clean our EGR and DEF systems. Katana, Michael, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you guys about a huge topic, which is DPFs. And a lot of times we get messages from listeners when they're clogged, which none of us want that to happen. And there's not a whole lot of options out there. So I'm really excited to chat with you guys today about it. Learn more because none of us want to have to go to the dealer and buy a new DPF with how expensive they are. So I'm curious to learn more about how to maintain them, how to clean them, and more about more about your business. Sure, sure, Michael. Uh, first and foremost, um, it's an honor to be on your program. You know, I have a, a lot of great people that that are in the industry that's been on this program. So, and, you know, just want to thank you for doing, you know, this podcast because you're doing a great thing for the industry. And, you know, thank you for having me as a guest. I'm honored. Yeah, I definitely, definitely appreciate that. And and also reaching out to us, which is a huge part of the podcast is just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I've got some information, technical information, a story I want to tell. Um, I'd love to cover you know, all the different angles of diesel. I really, I wanted to start with the business side of it and what what you guys do and specifically the the service and, and the products that you guys offer. Well, um. You know, primary, uh, we do the DPF cleaning, as you, you know, we uh, mentioned. And also another big one we do is the uh, diesel air intake cleaning as well, which pretty much cleans up the, you know, the combustion chamber injectors, all that stuff as far as the engine is um, related. But one of the big things that people have a lot of problem with is, you know, DPFs. <laughs> so that's the, that's the main one. It seems like we almost all got a crash course in it once because i was just getting into diesel right around that 2008 time frame and i remember it was like the first new truck i ever bought and i go to a ram dealer and they had some leftover five nines and then they had the six sevens and i thought i want the six seven because it's brand new and it's it's a bigger engine no replacement for displacement right so and then it's just all these issues popped up but it's come so far from that time frame i was curious when 
people are contacting you and they have this issue of a clogged DPF, do you see any similarities, any habits that they have that leads to it? Or does it just pretty much happen to, you know, anyone, whether they're you know, driving the truck back and forth, getting groceries to and from work, or do you see it a lot on trucks that are worked really hard or what's your experience with it? Um, my personal experience with it, um, a lot of guys will have these trucks. Um, I get a lot of that, do a lot of ramps uh, for some reason. Um, not putting them down different, but I just think it's a uh, as far because I do a lot of guys that do hot shots and hauling and stuff like that. It's just okay. a greater percentage of them on the road um, currently. Uh, and I, you know, I spoke with a Ford dealer once, and I think Ford kind of did some re. Um, I guess they, they set their specs. I guess a little different from the older models, which don't tend to throw their DPF systems into this issue quite a lot, or uh, as often as some of the Dodge trucks, but. Most of the guys I get are are guys that do a lot of idling, you know. Um, they're on the road, they're traveling long miles, and you know, so they're they're getting the filters hot and stuff like that. But they, you know, when they they, they shut down at nights, you know, the, the truck is idling all night, you know, and the filters just building up, building up, getting clogged. Sometimes they also get these check engine lights on, which might be an unrelated issue, maybe an EGR is stuck or something, or, you know, temp sensors, temp sensors that are, you know, kind of going bad and they just let it run because, you know, the Dodges, especially the Dodges, I guess, they'll give you that countdown. So they're like, okay, <laughs> I still got 200 miles. So <laughs> I'm going to run this thing down to 10 and then I try to figure it out. <laughs> and then a lot of that too is um, a lot of guys are involved, you know, guys and girls involved in a lot of these um online like facebook groups and you know they'll put a problem in there and then you have a million and one people chiming in and not everybody's situation is the same so you know they you know they listen here they listen there, and sometimes they don't even know what to do so they just they just let it ride and <laughs> but um yeah that's that's one of the biggest um issues i have not issues but issues i see yeah yeah now when they call you are they are you going out and servicing the truck or getting the truck and then bring it back to the shop or are they bringing it there how does it work when somebody calls in and says hey my truck's in you know, fail safe mode dpf's clogged what do i do well i'm mobile so I, I go out to them you know um i've you know i'm based in new york but i i have traveled out to michigan i've traveled out to you know jersey's right there i've traveled down to north carolina i currently i have um a few guys in Georgia that would like to get their filters clean and a few in Florida. I've actually had people as far as California reaching out to me, but you know, it's, it's a long trip. So it has to be quite a few. <laughs> I have a few guys in, in, in um, Texas, especially Houston area a lot. Most of these guys are hot shots. So, you know, these, you know, a lot of these uh, areas that uh, you find a lot of guys with these pickup trucks that are doing hot shots. And I mean, I have everyday guys too, you know, their RVs and stuff like that. Some some guys that just want to you know have their filter clean. I mean, even repair shops. I've, I have guys that's been doing diesel um, repairs for you know their whole career, 20, 30 plus years, and some guys just weren't even aware of this process because our process is a little different now, and that's why I'm able to be mobile. I, um, a lot of companies prior or is let's say it's not a lot of companies, but the companies that are out there that do do DPF cleaning. You, you have to drop the entire exhaust system, take it to them. They cut it, they clean it, and they have their whole, own process that they used to clean. But our process is done on the truck. So our chemicals are put directly into the DPF, and we use the truck system to you know, kind of give it like a kick to get it 
going, clean it up, and use the system to burn it off and all that stuff. You know, it saves them on downtime, you know, extra repair. You go into dropping some of these exhausts with these sensors that are rusted out. <laughs> you go in for one thing and you end up doing two or three other things and they're down for a couple of days just to get, you know, just to get yeah. this thing figured out. So this is like I've I've heard of places that do it, but it was always you had to take it off right. and either ship it in or take your truck there. And right. it's so inconvenient. So I'm really curious about this process. If you guys could tell me how do you clean the DPF, whether it's with products, um, mm-hmm. how, how does the whole process work? Say, say I'm not in, in New York, say I'm, you know, Massachusetts or Pennsylvania yeah. and, and I'm stranded. How, how does the process work? All right. So, uh, when the car comes in, you know, and if they're ready to get it done, I'll, I'll head out to them. Uh, first, before I even get started with any, doing anything, I, I run a diagnostics on the vehicle. So I'll, I'll scan the truck because, uh, nine out of 10 times when the filter does get clogged, something else is going on in the system. Like I mentioned before, and it could be an EGR that's either stuck or broken, um, hem sensors, so that the, the, the computer is not picking up the correct temperatures to kick the truck into regen. So I actually try to figure out what's going on first because it's, it's it's no point cleaning the DPF if you don't address the problem that's causing the DPF to get clogged. So um, say I got to a, you know, a job and it's only the DPF. All right, fine. I... Um, the chemicals are put into the differential pressure sensor on the truck, or not the sensor itself, but the hose that goes to differential pressure sensor. Okay. And it goes, it's a two-part chemical. So it, it goes in, in like a foam form and it, you know, let it sit for a while to break, actually break the soot down in the filter. And once it, once it starts breaking the soot down, uh, normally maybe it depends on how bad the truck is or how bad, badly clogged it is based on the, the regions I'm getting. I could let it sit anywhere between 10, 15 minutes, just, breaking the soot down after that then i run the truck uh get the truck up to about 2000 rpms and let that go for maybe another 15 20 minutes like i said depending on how bad it you know the the numbers i'm getting when i do the uh scan and once that part is done then the second part of the chemical is the actual rinse so then that you know it goes in same process you know pretty much the same time span you know having the truck up at the same rpms burning, you know, whatever is, uh, was broken down in the DPF and sending it out through the exhaust. That is so different than all the other things that I, I've heard about when it comes to like putting <laughs> it in an oven, baking it, you know, we got to wait right. and, and all that stuff. So I think being able to do it there is, is what has really piqued my interest. And I see a bunch of products up there. I see turbo, um, some other things up there. What, what do those products do? Like you'd mentioned the DPF, um, cleaner and the rinse, but what are some of the other ones? I let Michael talk about that. Anyway, Mike Von Lang, um, JLM uh, USA, which is the USA representative for JLM products, um, we have uh, we're focused up until two years ago exclusively on diesel-oriented uh, uh, vehicles. Um, before that, literally and exclusively on automobiles. So what? Um, the, the JLM group are generally a little bit geeky and then they're all about chemical performance and what it does. And, um, so they really don't look at the, the market as we would, um, they look at it as a product challenge. How do we get this product to do a certain job? So we, they started off with the uh, diesel additives in the tank. So a lot of these are in tank additives. 
Um, and a very few of them are spray cleaners, which we actually get into, as uh, Kitana said, we spray the EGR uh, to clean it out and then run the system through. Um, some of these, like the AdBlue, is an additive for your DEF fluid. Uh, what that does, it prevents crystallization of the DEF fluid because contamination is very easy with DEF fluid. A lot of people don't realize that. So you'll get it to crystallize and generally it'll start screwing up in the dozer where it's uh, spraying into the SCR. So that's where the first problem starts. It starts dumping it like a faucet rather than a spray. So you're not getting your, your, uh, your, your, your knocks taken care of and that starts setting off alarms in the system. So you're getting a notification that it's at first you're just getting a notification and then you're getting mileage and you have to get somebody like Catan to do a diagnostics to have it tell you that there's a system not operating properly. In this case, it would be um, the NOx is not uh, getting treated. So those are the codes that we get. As you probably know, we get codes and we just read those codes to give us a guide on where we should be. So. Um, the other products we have are, because I, I want to say one thing, for us, the DPF is a garbage can. It takes in all the trash, and we got to make sure it can empty itself out. So if it's staying clean by virtue of the regular operation, which is heat, consistent heat, and volume of air, that'll keep your unit clean. But if you start getting misfiring injectors, if the EGR starts to not uh, stay at the high temperature that it needs to be or close off where it's supposed to close off. That's when you start getting a lot more ash into the system and it cannot dispose of it quick enough. That's when you start getting buildup a little bit at a time. Obviously, it's not just dumping in, as you know. So uh, what we try to do is we've been developing maintenance products, which is what some of these are, to help uh, with regen. For instance, we have a regen plus which instead of some of the older regen products, which heat up the exhaust to a much higher temperature, this doesn't really increase it more than 10 or 15%. What it does do is it's got a product in there that helps limit, uh, loosen up soot or degrades the soot in addition to the heat. So you're not ruining your, uh, your filter because forced regens are not a total friend to your DPF because they do suffer when you're doing forced regens because the heat is that's going in there is quite high. So you're usually doing a regen at six to 800 degrees minimum. And sometimes with these uh, regen additives, they're going up to a thousand degrees. Now, if you're putting it in our oven, which you referred to baking overnight, we will bake them up to 1300 degrees, but that's a, a static heat designed to burn off residual soot that didn't get removed in the air cycle. So, and that's really only for, you know, class nine, 10 trucks and bigger uh, and eights. You know, we do, uh, one of the things that Catan is doing now is going from pickup trucks over towards uh, class five and full class fives and sixes, which are generally your small Enos, Isuzu and small um, Freightliner uh, uh, units which have 6.7 liter engines. And of course, the foreigns are all 3.2 or smaller. You know, they're tiny. 
So that's what we found is we're a good fit in there that we can help to get those filters clean. Because yeah, like you say, the whole operation taking apart the filter is the first danger to the filter because half the time this stuff is rusted, it gets broken bolts, it's a nightmare. Believe me, we've done so many of them and you don't get past uh, the, bolt, the bolts or the nuts breaking. But um, so, so what we do is the on the truck process, which are pickup trucks for sure, we prefer that they're done on the truck. And there is a process to it. Um, there's different one for Ford versus the uh, Dodge. Even Chevy's got is a little more, little more temperamental, and they're older. But you know, where are the alternative? Because otherwise, cutting these things up, as you can imagine, if you don't align it exactly back where it was and weld it back on, you've got to you still have a nightmare. And uh, so, what we try to do is. Fords in particular are extremely long filters. They don't clean as well. So we treat them a little bit differently. The, uh, the Dodge Ram, which this guy is really tremendous at, and also the Transit, the, the Mercedes Transits are different than the Ford Transit. Obviously, it's not the same. Engine's a little different in size. Um, but he's we've managed to be able, because of Europe, because in Europe, the 3.2 liter or smaller engine has been worked on for the last seven, eight years. And we've probably done 30,000 filters cleaning. So there's a lot of experience behind the product. And, and Keaton has done tremendous job learning the system, understanding the diagnostics because cleaning the filters just to start, we need to understand why the guy showed up. And these guys will always wait, sorry guys, <laughs> but you always wait till the countdown or you're in D rate. And I have to say, um, somebody I know really well, I got to meet because he was in D rate and he couldn't <laughs> get the truck to run. Right. And it was a great lesson came away. And I, and I'll tell you the best of it was we had the system where it was running only because the sensor was open. The temp, the, the pressure sensor, we had to undo the pressure sensor so that there wasn't too much back pressure to turn off the, the, the engine. So he was able to go back, we treated it, he took off, um, got all the way back, picked up his load <laughs> about 100 miles away from here, and then drove on, delivered the load, went back home in Long Island, and since then was a firm believer <laughs> because the car, the truck never ran better. So I felt pretty good about it because I was waiting for him to call me and bitch about the fact that it wasn't working right. But it was great. And he's 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 really been not just a great promoter, but he's showing how the product works. He's done a great job. What's so exciting about it is it's the main concern that I'll hear from not just truck owners, but even diesel shops as well as what how can we service these trucks or what products are out there? What technology exists? Because we all think of that dreaded fail-safe mode, DPF full, or however, what percent clogged it mm -hmm. is. And there weren't a lot of options that were on the market. And not just a DPF, the EGR, um, you know, the, the other components you had mentioned. So it's really exciting to know that there's a technology and an engineering behind it and products available to be able to service them, especially on truck, which I think is huge for people out there to be able to do. And that leads me kind of the next question is, once you go through a cleaning, is it just 
is that DPF just almost not back to say stock or OEM, you know, brand new off the lot, but is it good to go at that point or do they, is there maintenance things that they need to do to try to avoid that or, or what's your experience been on that side? Well, yeah, uh, pretty much after the cleaning is done. And if, like I said, whether there was another issue that was uh, causing a problem, if that issue is fixed, or if the filter just got you know filled over time based on how I was driving, it is no other problem. After the cleaning, it it's pretty much like brand new. Uh, from there, you could take a a customer could have a brand new truck, and after that, you compare a guy with a brand new truck and a truck that just got cleaned, same everything, drive run the same way, and if they keep doing the same bad practices. It's, both filters would probably get clogged in the same amount of time. Yeah. So, yes, it's pretty much back to new. We always recommend it after a cleaning. You know, you invested this money in cleaning, and I'm sure it wasn't uh, a, a, a good feeling to even be in that position. But after that, we recommend um, maintaining the filter with the chemicals. We have this one here that's pretty good. Uh, extreme, these extreme clean. This one, uh, it, it, it cleans up quite a few components in our in the system, your EGRs, your, your turbos, it, you know, it helps with the regeneration of the uh, that system. Uh, your cetane, it improves the cetane. It, it just overall improves the engine performance. And like I said, it, it keeps your fuel running um, very in, in, in peak condition. I, this stuff, any one of these chemicals here, they pay for themselves. And I could, I could attest to that because whatever you spend on these chemicals, you're going to see a, a, a significant saving on your fuel. So just on fuel economy, we're not even talking about maintaining the system, which is, you know, the primary purpose, but you'll see, you'll, you'll get your money's worth just on the money you're going to save on fuel after using some of these products. That's a really interesting point. And it's something with enthusiasts that I'll hear from where they might be apprehensive, um, whether it's fuel additives or anything like that, you know, does it work? Will it work? But these trucks are so complex and there's so many other components that all factor into the DPF. I've had injector companies on that talk about if the injectors aren't in specification, you're probably going to clog the DPF and it's, it's going to happen quick. And we think about, you'd mentioned bad habits or, or things that like people are doing that are, are, are correct where we might've taken that for granted on older trucks that didn't have DPFs and EGRs on them, but that all factors into it. And so I'm thinking of someone listening to this podcast, they've got, you know, a newer truck that has this, you know, these systems on it. What are some best practices you guys would recommend? Let's say they went through a cleaning. They, you know, they were worried they were gonna have to go buy a DPF from a dealer for thousands of dollars. You guys, you know, come in, you're able to help them. What would you tell them to do to avoid it in the future? Well, what I'd recommend, um, and this is just in general, say after you use the cleaner and stuff like that, um, I'd say each time you fill your tank, fill your tank up, or it depends on, try to get that truck up on, you know, the highway or wherever, you know, if you're in the rural areas and you could get that truck running for at least, say, 20 minutes at, at 2,000 RPMs and it, no stepping on the brakes, no cruise control, none of that stuff. Just letting the truck run and let the truck get hot. That alone within itself will help the filter to get hot enough to burn the soot off. Right. Um, another thing I would recommend is don't don't let your def don't run your def tank down. Like, mm. you know, a lot of people, you know, you'll drive the trunk till the the till the till the, <laughs> till the, the light comes off for the for the fuel. Don't do that with your dev system. It's it's always, I mean, your deep your def float. If you could keep it at half and 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 um higher 
that helps a whole lot. Um, not only with helping you your system run better, but just think about it. Like if you're, you know, if you spill a little of this this uh the death fluid on the side of your truck on the ground or what you see it start getting white and crystallizing and stuff like that. So the same thing happens on the inside of the tank when it runs low. So if if that tank is 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 full more often than it's low, then you won't have this buildup. And then when it's buildup, it's, it's nowhere for it to go but through the system. So some of these things I recommend and um yeah just just, just yeah your yeah, oil change too. Yeah oil change and also the yeah. quality of the oil super yes. important super important because that will dump a lot of soot into the system. The the cheap oils are are really disastrous for these guys. They it'll just burn up the oil and you'll get a lot of extra soot that the uh the DPF cannot get rid of. So yeah there's a number of different there are a number of different habits that will reduce the time between cleanings if you will or permanent replacement um key is as Kitan said you need heat continuous running um on a, on a on a i would say at least three times a week wouldn't you say yeah to get that temperature up to get rid of any of the residual uh, soot and um you know for once you do a cleaning we sell them every couple of months you put in the extreme clean uh, to take care of it. And if you feel that it's not doing any auto regens, because it should be going into regen on those trips, if it's not, that's when you're going to need regen, uh, the, uh, the regen product uh, to see if that's the issue. Because that'll tell you if that's in the tank and you're then getting hot enough uh, temp through firing it with the fuel that's telling you either there could be a problem with the fuel injectors uh, not being able to fire uh, hot enough, uh, or there's something else going on. EGR certainly is a potential issue, but those things will come out pretty quick. They, they'll they'll tell you pretty quick whether what's what's not functioning um, after the cleaning. If you start getting something right away, uh, you need to get the diagnostics done again, and the diagnostics really hate to say it, but we're, we're not, uh, go to the gas station and have the guy stick a broomstick <laughs> on the engine anymore. It's all about diagnostics today. And another big one is, is idling. Don't, don't idle your truck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides, I mean, personally for me, my truck, I, uh, I warm, I warm it up in the morning, like 10 minutes. And that's about it. When I'm, when I'm shutting down, you know, I leave it to run for like a, you know, a minute or two, let the cool, the turbo cool down. But mm -hmm. outside of that, that's it. Don't don't have your truck idling like it's a semi for, you know, half the day sitting in the truck stop or the rest stop. You know, it's 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 killing your DPF and it's it's clogging up all the other systems. You know, so try to avoid that as well. That's that's one of the real big ones. Yeah, I was gonna ask that if if idle time is a major contributor with the uh, the customers that call you and have a clogged DPF or an issue if they're idling a lot. Yes, we do yes. a lot of construction equipment, so I can tell you. And those those guys idle, and idle, and the skid loaders we do them all the time. We're cleaning them. They bring them over, cleaning them by air. Uh, we haven't yet taught them to use the JLM, <laughs> but on the smaller <laughs> ones we will because it's it's a big expense and downtime for them. Right, they're they're right at the point where they're earning, so they can't have that downtime. That's really. One of the main things that uh, is the foundation of like this this conversation we're having is downtime. Most 
people that I know personally that have diesel trucks, they use them for work in some capacity, whether it's construction, towing, it's making them money. And so when something goes down, it's not just, I don't have my favorite truck to drive this week. It's I'm losing money. I can't get the material to the job site. My customer's upset at me. How can I get it quickly? So I like how these products, you know, fit together. And Katan, we were chatting a little bit before the podcast, and this is one of my favorite things. Um, to do during these conversations is I love stories. I love to know the background, not just of companies, but just, just growth. And I was curious of all the different parts of automotive, what got you into this? What piqued your interest with it? What is, yeah, how did Michael help you mention that he was a great mentor for you? I'm really curious to hear the background story. Well, well, I think Michael slightly touched on it earlier. I, I was the guy from Long Island he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, uh, um, like I said, I was doing a hot shot, um, going through the back hills here in Pennsylvania. And um, I had a full load. I had a five-car hauler. I have a 450, a 21 450. You know, so you have a newer truck. And, you know, this DPF stuff was all new to me when that happened. And, um, yeah, I was stuck on the side of the road for three days. It was a holiday weekend. This happened like Saturday evening, uh, afternoon, actually. I happened to call Michael, sitting there for a couple hours, research and just figuring, you know, I called the Ford dealer. They weren't telling me anything that I already scanned and figured out on my own. You know, they're telling me to bring it in. They'll they'll just do a diagnostics and I'm, like, I'm beyond that. That's, that's not helping me right <laughs> now. Um, you know, as you know, I mean, the dealers, they don't, they don't, they don't clean filters. They just replace them. You know, the most they'll try to do is do a force regen, which is still not cleaning the filter if it's, if it's um, clogged. Yeah, anyway, um, sat there for the entire, those three days just doing endless research online, YouTube, watching videos. And, you know, that's kind of where the bug started for me. I kind of was in that, at that stage when I was hauling, I was kind of in transition into like, you know, I'm, you know, I've been on the road for a while and I was, you know, you know, stuff like that. As this guys know, it's a strain on the family, you know, wife is home with the yeah. kids taking care of everything else. And, I was just trying to figure out, you know, what was what was going to be my next move after this. And um, so finally, took forward like three days later, <laughs> came to Michael's uh, warehouse or where he have his uh, setup here. And um, that day we started talking about the whole process. And then when I saw his guy starting to um, work on the truck, I'm like, wait, this is right along the lines of what I was thinking. Because before that, I was thinking about you know, doing some mobile mechanics because, you know, just being on the road, you see a lot of guys broken down on the side of their truck, their trailers, axles, you know, various things. And throughout the time I was doing it, I just came pretty good on it. I just work on these trailers, my own trailer. I did all my work myself on my truck. I do all my maintenance myself on my truck. So I figured, you know, I was leading towards that direction. But when I saw this, I'm like, hmm, this is pretty cool because I couldn't find anybody that would uh, I find, matter of fact, I only found in the area I was I found Michael and another guy that was in Jersey. But Michael process was to me much made much more sense because this other guy that you know, like we mentioned before, I have to drop the exhaust. So I'm here. I'm on the side of the highway. I'd have to get my truck towed to mechanic shop, have them take the exhaust off, and maybe take one of the customers start off the truck and drive it to Jersey with the exhaust <laughs> in the back or something, and then um get that cleaned up and then bring it back. So you know that. That was like, there's too many moving parts in that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a shot. I brought it to Michael and just watching the process. I'm like, yeah, this is, I could see definitely myself doing this. And this is a service that I need. I mean, that, that's I needed, but guys on the road, this, this is a much needed service. Because up until this point, 
I I was clueless about DPFs and you know what to do and you know that I didn't even know this was an issue that people were really dealing with. But when it happened to me, I really see how big of a problem it was. I mean, on a side note, I think a lot of these um a lot, but all these dealerships, all these manufacturers, they're doing a horrible job. They're doing a total disservice to their customers as far as this DPF system is concerned and educating them on the view you know they they give you a maintenance manual but you ever wonder you skip through this whole maintenance manual and you see nothing here on as far as routine maintenance pertaining to the dpf why is that and when this component goes bad it could easily run you 10 grand <laughs> but there's not one thing in this the service manual or the maintenance manual pertaining to say hey you know every so often you need to get this thing cleaned or you need to be doing these practices to help you know the life of the, the filter so it's that's where I kind of got started with it and I saw the need. And um, once I got started doing it, it's, it's, you know, I, like I said, I've, I've traveled a lot of places helping a lot of guys out and I, and I, and I, and I feel their pain cause I, I've been there, <laughs> you know, your, your truck is down, you got a load, either you had a load to pick up tomorrow, or in my case, you have a load on your truck right now and you're stuck. What do you do? You know? So that was kind of how I got started in it. And, you know, like Michael said it, like this product, it it got me home, you know. The I pulled the I think it was the knock sensor out, man. That thing was blowing smoke down the highway like crazy. But after the filter was clean, I was able to make it home. Uh, I think the root cause of the problem was my EGR, so I took it to my mechanic when I got back home. So imagine the the the, the I was still able to make it home with the bad EGR. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's how I how much I believe in this product. The EGR was totally when I, my mechanic pulled it off, it was it was broke, so it wasn't opening and closing at all. So, like this product, I'm not just here just trying to make a few bucks. Like I actually believe in this because I saw firsthand what it did for me. And like I said, after I was able to get home, put on that new EGR, no problem since then. My truck, I have a 21 with 260 plus thousand miles. <laughs> I do all my maintenance on it. My truck still regens on its own. Matter of fact, once I clean the filters and my uh, intake and all that stuff, the truck, um, like I use the oil flush on my truck as well. My truck runs, it runs like it's new. My engine is quiet. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. <laughs> I'm not trying to get too far along the line, but yeah, um, the stuff works, man. It's really, you reminded me of, of kind of the story of, of myself when I, I was involved in a completely different industry. And I just kind of hit that point in my life where I thought, what is it that I want to do? What do I really enjoy? And it, I'd always had an interest right. in diesel trucks. And one of the things, it, even to this day, that is the reason I do what I do. Yeah, I remember like selling parts and being involved in the diesel industry. It was the smile the guy would have under one of, one of two conditions. His truck was either back up and running and he could get home. Or he just put a bunch of parts on it that he'd wanted to do his whole life. And he was excited. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, those yeah. are the two things. And then with the podcast, it's kind of the same thing. Because I'll hear these stories where people are stranded or they've been you know, through a nightmare project. And they listen to a guest and it helps them or guides them. And they're so appreciative. And it's that kind of human element of, I understand what that's like. It's difficult. So those are the stories that uh, that always really interest me in it it makes I think what you guys do more powerful because you've been in those shoes, you've been stranded um, and you know how to you know, fix the problem of it. And like I mentioned before, the biggest thing with these trucks and the reason so many friends that I have would say, I'm not buying a new one. I'm going to go buy a 2006 or 2002. They didn't want to deal with any of this because like you mentioned, you go to the dealership, it's five to $10,000 if you can get it, if it's in stock. 
and there wasn't anything out there really. So now there are, and there's a complete maintenance schedule that people can follow to, to help their trucks. So I think that's, that's something that's really powerful. And I think it, it helps. I'm, I'm sure with your customers, when you help somebody, you know, that, that's stranded and they're smiling and they're happy, it's probably yeah, a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is. Yeah, and it, it you know personally it, it it makes me feel good too to see a guy that you know because you know most of these guys you, you just don't have it it's not like say like you okay yeah the dealer charged five you know like I said between five or ten thousand dollars to change these components out and if if you have this cash just laying around sure fine no problem mm -hmm. but a lot of these guys really don't have it a lot of these guys it's it's like a regular job for a lot of these guys. It's it's like a, a paycheck to paycheck, a job to job. You know, you get a job done and you're able to clear up a few bills and then the next job come in, you're able to clear up the next few set of bills. But so you don't have this type of money laying around just to throw at this type of problem, you know? So a lot of guys are, when I get that call, they're, they're already in that desperate stage, you know? Um, yeah. Some guys call me and, you know, because they hear different stories, they figure they could, you know, some way around it or whatever. And, you know, they end up coming back to me or, you know, they figure they still have a little bit more time until they come back to me. Yeah. But yeah, but either way, man, it's, 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 it's a lifesaver for a lot of guys, man. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a pleasure, man. It brings me joy to do it. And well, I, I really enjoy doing it. Well, I think they want what you have. They want to have that truck with 260,000 miles on it. That has all the creature comforts that a 2021 has compared to the old ones and you can get right. those higher mileage on it. That's what we want. And yeah. it, I think these trucks are the best ones ever made with power torque, safety yeah. features, all the things that are on it. And if we can make them last as long as our old ones, it's, yeah. it's a no brainer. Why not get it? Um, yeah. You'd mentioned Katan, something really cool that you're offering for people that listen to the podcast. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that um, for people who connect with you uh, and, and something that I think is really going to, help anyone who's listening. I'm sure there's going to be guys that are in the same position. Like how'd, how'd they know my trucks in fail safe mode? I got a clogged DPF, but I, I wanted to have you explain a little bit about what you got. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, like I said, for your listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help, man. So, um, as far as the service, if, if it's something you need immediately or even sometime in the future, cause I, I you know, I plan to do this. If, if they have mentioned your podcast, uh, it mentioned the diesel podcast, I'll just give them a, uh, they, I'll, for the show, I'll you know I'll um I'll do like a commission for the show. As far as the products, if they go to the website, you know Def System Services. That's Def B E F System Services. If they go to the 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 header on there with the top part that says uh, JLM Products, they'll get re redirected to the website where they could go to the store and they could purchase any one of these products, and they'll get uh was it twenty percent discount or ten percent discount? Sorry, they'll get a ten percent discount on the products. And that will be for another at least the next week. At least the next week. So yeah, we'll we'll we see how it goes. It we may run it long a little bit longer, but they'll definitely be able to get a discount on the products. And we'll definitely love to support the uh the show. So if if they if you guys want this cleaning and you want to uh, help also help the podcast, just mention the podcast. I mean you're you're doing it because you need the service, but if you mention the podcast, we'll also help you know sponsor the, the podcast or you know give a commission to the podcast so it could keep running, you know, I know every little bit helps to get the, you know, keep the ball rolling down the road. So other, you know, people that are in my situation or, you know, would love to get the word out that Patrick is able to keep the pot, you know, keep the platform up and running and do what he needs to do <laughs> to keep it going. <laughs> well, we, we definitely appreciate that. I know that our, our listeners will, and that's really, 
at the heart of our conversation today and what you guys talked about with the products and the service, but then also what we do is helping people. That's, that's what we want to do. So I definitely appreciate you extending that for, you know, the products and the service that you offer. And I know there's questions that I didn't ask, or maybe you touched on something and I didn't, I didn't keep asking, you know, the right question. How can they connect with you guys, you know, whether it be, a, whether it's, you know, via phone, email, social media, and ask you guys questions, maybe about a truck that's down right now, or maybe, maybe they just have concerns. Maybe they just want to avoid that and get some of the maintenance products. How can they connect with you? Well, excuse me. My phone number is 516 516- Eight five one seven zero nine nine. I'll say that again. Five one six eight five one seven zero nine nine. They could give me a call, shoot me a text, whatever. The website, like I mentioned before, it's def d e f systems services. Common spelling. Same thing on all social media. I'm on IG, TikTok, you know, my YouTube, and if they, and if they go on the IG, they'll see a, a quite a few videos that I've done or some videos that I've done and, and some of the service. And, you know, they'll, you know, maybe that will help them getting a visual to see it. But yeah, just, just remember that name, DEF, which is pretty easy. Can't <laughs> forget that. DEF, D-E-F, Common Spelling System Services, Common Spelling. And uh, you'll find me. I'll definitely, I'll make sure that we tag you on social media when we release it. So it's easy for listeners to just click over, see the videos yes, you got, yes. connect with you, yes. Um, yes. ask questions. I definitely appreciate you guys connecting with me on a weekend. And chatting with me about the product, about the you know your history in this, um, Michael, some of the background on the products, what you guys do. I appreciate you guys chatting with us today, educating us, helping me understand more about options that are out there for newer trucks. It was great to chat with you guys. My pleasure. Our pleasure, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Patrick, for the opportunity. Thanks, Patrick. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code DIESEL2023 for 20% off orders over $50, and you get free shipping. So if you're in the market for a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, something around the job site, they've got you covered with a bunch of different choices, tons of different styles of handles, different blade shapes, and they've had a huge year in 2023 with a bunch of new models. So you're definitely going to find something over there if you're a knife guy like I am or you just need something to you know work hard. Um, around the house at the job site they've definitely got you covered so make sure head on over and use that discount code save some money get some really cool gear i also want to give a shout out to some of our patreon supporters tyler lowen at 23 diesel j cole john all of our other patreon supporters all of you who subscribe on youtube podcast apps follow us on social media we appreciate all your support here in your seven of the diesel podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear in 2023 until next time keep the shiny side up